Hi everyone. Listening to these podcasts may bring up some strong emotions for you. Please allow yourself to find a comfortable space and reasonable time afterwards for nurturing and self-care. Thanks for listening. Hi everybody, it's great to be back. Once again, I'm here talking with Jerry. Oh, it's great to great to be talking again with you after the last um the last double episode, which mm-hmm. ended in your 20th podcast. Yes, amazing. I want to have a little fanfare for that. That's incredible, Jan. You've done 20 of these. And uh, what a journey. How's it felt for you? Uh, overwhelming, amazing, uh, thrilling in so many ways. Um, just be able to sort of be able to talk about some of the, the things that I have done in my work and, and uh, in my counselling role. And uh, just to sort of allow people to know that that change, if they're looking at change, is possible. Just to get um, to be able to get the wonderful words that you have out into the world, and to reach as many people as possible with such positive change, I think is a wonderful thing. I'm very grateful. Oh, well done you, <laughs> well done you. And so, what are we talking about today? Well, I think it's um, we're going to the topic today is going to be stresses relating to family gatherings, and I think because Christmas is coming upon us, it would be nice to be able to just put out some uh, thoughts and feelings around how that might be for some people. Because sometimes it's never Christmas is is a lovely time of the year. However, it also can be a hard time for people in c- certain ways. Yeah, it's like one of those times, especially if you have family gatherings when a lot of people with very disparate ideas and philosophies and approaches to life and personalities all come together in the same place. That's exactly right. And because we are all different, we're not all the same, even though there can be three or four children or five children, or they can all be different, different ways of thinking and feeling and being. They're certainly not the same. And so... Sometimes their thoughts and feelings um, can be uh, different and they have different ways of wanting to be uh, at, at Christmas time or have, have different feelings about Christmas or for any family gathering and it can be put a strain on them to even just come and turn up for the day. Mm, and that then creates a lot of, um, if we're not conscious about that, about how we're feeling and, and let's be honest, like how many people really go into these things feeling conscious about their feelings um, very easy to then take out our feelings and frustrations on that group as well. Yes, it can be, or then they have to be suppressed. And so if a person's going to attend, how will they be able to manage suppressing mm. how they feel? It doesn't mean that they don't love the people around them. It's just that they sometimes feel different about ways of being. Mm. And they people come together then in a family gathering and we can't always expect everybody to be the same. Mm. And sometimes I think um, there's an, there's that so there is an expectation on some for some family gatherings that you have to be a certain way. Oh, very much so. And I think yeah, as it's like we have our own lives all year that we're creating with our own family like unit and with our friends, and then all of a sudden we're pushed back into this kind of generational space mm. that we're not a part of 364 days of the year no. and then this one day of the year we're put into this casserole pot that 
we kind of clawed our way out of as young adults and yes. then we're back in there again and yes. it, it must bring up a whole lot of stuff, hey? Yeah, absolutely. And it's about respecting that for yourself. Mm. How, how are you going to be to come in back into this and to know that uh, your, um, your thoughts, the way you're living, may not be in tune with somebody else in that family and they may you may feel as though they're going to bring up some uh, the other people might bring up some um things with you that you don't want to talk about mm. and that can make it very hard for a person what you said at the start of that that really took me by surprise because i was expecting you to say something else it's about respecting that for yourself mm. Like, that's powerful because I expect you to say it's about respecting everybody else in the family. <laughs> but you didn't. You said it's about respecting that for yourself. Absolutely. And if you can respect yourself in that and know that you're walking into um, an environment where, as, as I'll, I'll repeat, you certainly love the people that you're with. However, we are different. We're human beings. We all got our own thoughts and feelings and ways of living and being. So if you can actually respect and centre yourself to come into that, then um, you know that you'll be in a place where it's going to you're going to feel as though you're in control of how you want to be. Mm, you're in control of how you want to be. Yes. You're not going to be buffeted around yes. by everybody else around you and and like a bit of stuff tossed on the on the ocean, mm. you're literally going to be centred and grounded and this is me, this is how I feel, this is what I believe in, nothing else is going to impact on that. Yes. Mm. And you can do that, as I say, um, if respecting yourself. However, then as you do that, it's more likely that you'll be respectful of, this, of the situation and others. So by taking what you said at the start, be respectful of yourself, that is then actually giving you the strength and the solidity to then not have to act out on other people. Mm. There can be um, incidences, as you know, that could occur and uh, there could be, for example, um, somebody may, you know, possibly should consume quite a, a large amount of alcohol, mm. but they may and will, well, they will, and then at that person may corner you which could have happened in the past, and start to talk about things that you don't want to talk about. Mm. So if you are grounded enough in yourself, you can allow yourself to know that you can hold yourself there. And would, would you then, so by saying, by saying hold yourself there, are you saying that you say, I don't want to talk about this, or you just let them talk and not allow it to affect you? And if, if you're able to do that, that's great. Um, however, there may be in, uh, maybe a, a time where you might need to say, I'm just not prepared to talk about that. Uh, I don't feel comfortable talking about that. And I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll see you later. You could, you could leave that mm. person. Mm. Just but once again, it's about holding on to yourself respectfully mm. and knowing this is not right for you. Otherwise, then if you're able to just sit with that person and allow them to know that you can't change that person, this is their behaviour. And it's about how you want to be uh, in relation to them at that particular moment. And that can actually be a very valuable relationship as well. Like mm. I have a, a, a dear old friend who uh, oversees whose politics and everything is completely opposite to mine. Mm. 
but we still we have a great friendship based on one very particular thing and it's like that's where we connect that's where we relate and we know that you know everything else in our lives is like completely the opposite but on this one particular thing it's like this is this is where our relationship is and and that we know that that's defined by that and mm. i think it's a nice way to yeah as you said at the start everybody is different mm. and if we can accept that without having to need to change or argue or diminish that other person mm. we can actually have a much more um agreeable relationship with people mm. yes and i think um that is so so lovely it's important and it's a no, it's nice to know that if you if you're able to do that with another person when you've got some differences that you also know that there's another part of them that you can connect with. Mm. So you're in, c- connecting at a different, in a different way, a different level, but you're always going to have those differences. Mm. However, you can still connect. And that's, I guess, what I feel family gatherings are about. They're about, about uh, that lovely connection that you know that you've got with certain family members and just to know that, yes, there might be difficult moments, and there can be, that you want to know that you can still do that and have that and be respectful of yourself and, and in, in, in every way possible to be respectful of the other person and any differences that come up. I'm not saying that if it uh, becomes abusive or anything like that, you need to... to Put up with that. Put, yeah, yep. that's yep. different. I'm mm. not sort of saying that. It's about how you can come into that gathering again. Mm. And yeah, and so you you know, almost you know in advance what that gathering is going to entail. Hey, mm. like we, we know when we go into a family gathering or, you know, uncle such and such and this sister and blah, blah, blah. It's like we know those dynamics before we go there. Nothing's really going to take us too much by surprise. No. So we can actually check in with ourselves you know, days before go, okay, how am I going to manage this? And Mm. that's a great, that's such a great way to, like, obviously everybody's not going to do that, but even if one or two people do that in a family gathering, it's going to lead to a much more harmonious interaction. Absolutely. And I loved it when you said to think about that for a few days before. And if I could also add that allow it to, perhaps not consume you, that it becomes a terrible, stressful situation before the event. Mm. Think about how you may want to be yourself, to hold yourself, to really ground yourself and, and know that, well, you could be the like the rational adult and respect yourself in that way. Just and think about how you're going to do that. And then know that you, when you come into that gathering, it's not such a terrible strain on you mm. when you to get there. Yeah, that's right. Actually, a pleasant experience. Yeah, it should be. Yes, and <laughs> so that you know that you, yes, you might encounter some moments that are uncomfortable, and however, you can still be able to join in and have a, a, a great time mm. with your family members. Mm. 
Yeah, and absolutely. that's not always possible because, you know, we don't choose our family. You know, it's, that's just the way it is. We don't. Mm. And that's so a great saying, different. isn't it? We don't yes. choose our family. We choose our friends, but we don't choose our family. Yes, but. We, we have family and we've, we're all, we've all come from um, similar ways and, you know, generational. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's different ways, similar ways of being. However, we often as human beings will break away from those ways of being and others will hold on to it. Mm. So, you know, that can also Everyone's create... Everyone's growing at a different rate, yes. aren't they? <laughs> yes. Either together or apart or, mm. or just in different ways. Mm. I'm reminded of a story about... Um, it, was a, it was a woman, she was in um, Tibet going up to like a monastery and there was like a party of... It was like a group of people going on this journey up to this monastery and led by one of the monk dudes that's kind of taken them up this up, up to this place to stay. And she didn't, one of the men in the group was really triggering her and she found herself really disliking his company. And one particular night, like she was on, on the mule trek or the walk, she was always keeping away from him and he always wanted to go and talk to her. And one particular night she actually takes her meal and sits away from the campfire and the monk guy who's leading them comes and talks to her and says, you know, what's going on? Why aren't you sitting with her? And she said, oh, it's this guy. He's like really can't stand him, blah, blah, blah. And, and the monk's like, but you should, you should be grateful for him because he is your greatest teacher. He's teaching you so much about you just by being you know, what's going on for you. He's not doing anything. He's just being himself, having a chat, talking, wanting to get to know you. And you've got all this reaction going on. You should actually be so grateful for him. And that completely changed the rest of her experience mm. in that group. And it was such a, like, it happened to me during one of my RFS courses when I was a volunteer with the Royal Fire Service. And there was a guy from the very outset on one of the courses. And, I, and later on in the course, you get split up and put into groups. And I thought, I really hope I don't get put with him. I really hope I and. Yep. <laughs> he was my group buddy. And I was like, what's the universe doing there? But it was, it was like, well, this course, you know, we're being taught how to manage situations and I need to manage myself. This guy's not doing anything. He's just having a nice time. Mm -hmm. It's my reaction and it's bringing it up for me and I can't blame him for what's going on for me. And that happens so much in our day-to-day -day lives, hey. Yeah, and that sort of, uh, as you were talking, Jerry, brought in two words for me, um, which is tolerance mm. and acceptance. And I think sometimes that gets lost in family gatherings. So and in particular when we're all, you know, close, we know each other so well. And um, sometimes we can lose tolerance. And um, and if a person um, is, if you feel a person is not going to ever change, it's just the way they are. However, you love them, you just don't want to really be around them. At a family gathering, it could be just perhaps accepting that you know that that person is the way they are and this is how can I be tolerant of mm. that to enjoy the time I've got with my family. Mm, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's, all, it's so often that we look outside and want the other person to change so I can have a nice time rather than... What can I change in myself mm. so I can have a nice time? Because mm. I'm ultimately responsible for myself, not for anybody else yeah. at all. Mm. Mm, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Tolerance and acceptance. Mm. 
that's a great thing to remember for for that, this time of year especially, I think, as mm. well. And I think also um, when it's Christmas, it's a stressful time organising Christmas, getting it all together, um, you know, getting the gifts and mm. uh, organising the food and what people are going to bring and all that. We, mm. we were thinking about yeah, all just that. Just from, from a management point, from an yeah. event management mm. point of view, it's like mm. we have a big event to manage with people coming and yeah. they all need to be fed and watered and looked after. And Yeah. And it's also, you know, especially for people that have younger children too because there's so much goes on with dance concerts, whatever it is, mm. before the actual Oh, the time. big day is huge. So it? it's massive for people. So people are already on edge. Mm. And then they're needing to try to manage the kids or manage, you know, whatever they're trying to, to provide and think about buying and going and shopping and that's so stressful. Mm. And then we carry all that into this big day. <laughs> that's true. We're we literally carry, carrying it all. Carrying it all into this big mm. day. That's all a part of us as well mm. as we walk into this day and we're, we're with family members that, you know, as I say, we, we don't choose those family members but they are our family. And I'm sure a lot of us are not conscious of that build-up, that huge, stressy, busy build-up right up until Christmas Eve, getting up early Christmas Day, tired, Really, it's like almost the first day you have off mm. and now we've got to go and spend it with family, with all these other things going on. And I think if if people are more conscious of that, we might actually then go into our Christmas day with more awareness and more tolerance as well, thinking, wow, everybody else has had to do this mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And And I always think if people could just... Be kind to themselves. Mm. You know, just really be kind and, as I say, respect themselves. Just to allow themselves to breathe, ground themselves, breathe into their bodies, so that they know they're coming from that grounded, what I call rational adult place. <laughs> I love that you've mentioned that a couple of times, and it's like so true. When I see myself acting out like a child. I feel so ashamed of my behaviour. Like I cursed out a, a driver that um, literally kind of cut me up and then jammed his brakes on because he was trying to get across this lane. And I, you know, yelled in the car and, and he's like, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't have done that. Like I'm better than that to do that. <laughs> it was such a reaction. And But what had happened is is that the the amount of red lights in my day leading up to this incident had just compounded and compounded. So by the time I got to this, it was just literally like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. But it's like, man, I try every red light to go, thanks for the pause in my day. Mm. But this day I've just been so unconscious, gone, another bloody red light, another <laughs> bloody red light. <laughs> so this this car in front, and it wasn't so much the driver as the car in front that, that mm. you know, got the got the vitriol. But it is. I like. I feel. I really let myself down then by acting like a child, just this little tanty. And it's like, if we go, you, you mentioned a few times, like respect for yourself is a really good foundation. And if we can maintain that going into a situation, like I'm going to look after myself today, is a great foundation to go into a day like that. Hey. Mm. 
and not to be too hard on yourselves because we are human and we will go into our anxious, frightened child's place or or we rebellious teenager stage. Mm. We can do all that quite easily and not really realise yes, um, that we've lost that rational adult position. Um, so we're, we're reacting and out of um, not, not even realising mm. where we are, well, who we are right now. So it does happen because we mm. are human beings and that's how. And I'm um, like... That's probably too broad a subject to get onto. Like, how do we stop that happening? But or, or why does that happen in the first place? Like, how do we grow beyond that? But in a way, it seems part of our makeup as a as a human being yes. to have these different facets. It is, yeah, that's right. And it's about. I always, I think it's as I say to people, just knowing that your feet are firmly on the ground can be really a, that grounding p- place before you go into a room, before you make a phone call, before you need to speak to somebody, whatever it is. Mm. Uh, you make sure you're grounded and hold your place mm. and hold your space and just allow yourself to know that you can breathe into your own body and know who you want to be at that very particular moment. That's lovely, Jan, who you want to be. Yeah, and have the respect for yourself for that. Yeah. And I guarantee when you come out afterwards, you'll feel a lot better about yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow, that's a great one, great one for today, Jen. Mm. That's fantastic. And I love that, you know, a few times you've spoken about respect for self. And I think that that is such a foundation for, for every day. Absolutely. Well. What a great way to leave things um, before we break uh, for Christmas. Like respect for self is a great foundation to kind of help us through these um, times as well. Mm, absolutely. And you've got something nice to, to leave us with, I think. Yes, I have um, just completed a another meditation and I would really love to share it with everyone. Oh, that's beautiful. So that'll um, land on Boxing Day. Oh, that, that'd be beautiful. Perfect. Really lovely. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jan, and we'll see everyone in um, 2023. We'll be back on... Monday the 9th of January. That sounds good. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jen.